0: Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired.
1: Welcome to the Will Within Podcast, and I'm your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with a gentleman by the name of Roy Schumann. He is the author of Salvation is from the Jews, from the same website. He has a very interesting story to tell, and I think it's important that I share it with you. So, without any further ado, let's jump right into my conversation with Roy.
0: I started life as a nice Jewish boy. My parents were both German Jewish Holocaust refugees. Uh, they settled in the New York City area eventually. They had a hard time, needless to say, getting out of Germany, but they both made it. I grew up in a suburb of New York City, very Jewish. My whole world was Jewish. I was quite pious. I took God very seriously, and I thought that Judaism was where God lived. I went to Jewish religious education from the beginning of school all the way until university. And um I went to MIT and I basically lost my faith at university in under the um the false pseudoscientific uh claim that uh you know religion is just sort of a superstition that man came up with until he had science to give him all the real answers. And anything that science doesn't have the answer to now, it will in five years. Um that's by the way, uh without getting into too much of a digression, that's not a scientific view that's ne- that's the opposite of scientific view because the essence of science is that you look at the evidence and you form a theory that can explain the evidence and if it's successful you can keep that theory and if it can't explain the evidence you have to throw it away and come up with a new theory that can explain the evidence and in fact we have especially as Catholics we have a tremendous amount of physical evidence of the truths of the Catholic faith that materialism totally, fails to be able to explain, uh, for instance, the Eucharistic miracles, the medical miracles of Lourdes, Mm -hmm. the miracle of the son of Fatima, Mm -hmm. and on and on and on and on. So that claim that I was subjected to at MIT is actually the opposite of a scientific view. G.K. Chesterton has a wonderful quote. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I don't have it exactly memorized, but he said, he said, Those who believe in miracles, rightly or wrongly, believe in them on the basis of the evidence. And those who do not believe in miracles, rightly or wrongly, refuse to believe in them on the basis of faith, Um, which is really true. In the absence of any materialistic explanation for the miracles, uh, all that the materialist can do is claim that I don't care how many people saw it or how much evidence there is of it it just can't be true so it's not true so everyone must be lying or the evidence must be fake or whatever and that's hardly hardly a scientific uh, approach to things but anyway back to the main story um i uh, i lost my faith at MIT i worked uh in computer science for a few years and then uh and then i went back to school went to M- uh harvard business school to get an mba and i did well enough there that uh Actually, right upon graduation, they started soliciting me to join the faculty. Oh, wow. Um, And I joined the
1: faculty. You were in your 20s, must have been, right?
0: Yeah, I was in my late 20s. Wow. Okay. And I joined the faculty as a newly minted professor of marketing. I think I was 29 at the time. And that's really where my, in some sense, my witness testimony begins because, because basically all my life since I was a small child, I knew there has to be a real meaning and purpose to life. I thought that would come into entering a personal relationship with God, which I thought would happen at my bar mitzvah when the child is 13. But when it didn't happen, uh, pretty soon I decided that the real meaning and purpose of life would come when I got a driver's license or yeah, if I yeah. got into my T or when I began my career and so
1: forth. I'm sure you thought you reached the pinnacle when you became a professor at, at Harvard. I mean, that was huge.
0: Well, the real problem was that there was nothing more in the future that I could look forward to that would um, be like a huge step forward. In other words, the, the problem was that I was already more successful than I expected to be. Exactly. But uh, there was nothing more I could look forward to that might give my life real meaning. So I actually fell into um, the, uh, the deepest despair of my life at that point. Life had no meaning. We live for whatever, 80 or 90 years, and we die, and things happen, and there's no pattern to that, and, and to anything, and there's no, and in the long run, there's no point to anything. I got very depressed, and in that state of kind of the meaningless of, of uh, how can I put this, the existential despair of the meaningless of life, I was walking in nature one morning. And I received the extraordinary grace that from one moment to the next, the veil between uh, the physical world and the spiritual world disappeared. And I found myself um, looking into the spiritual world and most importantly, in a state of very intimate communion and communication with God, understanding things and seeing my life as though I had died and was looking back over my life in the presence of God after death. And I understood everything as I would after I died. So that changed everything. (laughs) That changed everything. And uh, I I certainly knew that the meaning and purpose of my life was to worship and serve my Lord and God and Master who was revealing himself to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what religion this was. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what God this was. I couldn't think of it as the God of Judaism, the God of the Old Testament, who was
1: a God, uh, appeared to be a God far more distant and severe. Impersonal. You saw the essence, right? You didn't see an actual physical form, did you?
0: Um, the problem is, if you give me an either or, the answer is always going to be neither. <laughs> True.
1: True. Um, okay, never mind. I, I did not see You're a physical form. Um,
0: I did not see a physical form. I'll just leave it at that. I did not see a physical form. And I certainly, I mean, I now know it was Christ, but it was not a human uh Whatever word you're going to use for seed, it wasn't human. It was uh, yes. the Trinity.
1: Yep. I and,
0: agree. um, you know, if you, if you insist on a kind of, uh, visualization, so to speak, um, then maybe it seems so trivializing to say pure light. But, you know, it was in that if I had to, You know describe it somehow i would describe it in some terms referring to it being a source of light okay Um,
1: thank you for that
0: so anyway so um i went back home uh happier than i had ever been in my life i knew that we lived forever i knew that every action has a moral content that is observed and recorded for all eternity and weighed in the balance and every opportunity we take advantage of to do something of value in the eyes of heaven we will be very literally rewarded for, for all eternity. And so obviously, not only does life have this infinite meaning, but every hour has this huge potential for doing something for which one will be rewarded for all eternity. So I went back home. I was uh, happier than I had ever been. I uh, And all I wanted to do was find out who this God was and what religion to follow to worship and serve him properly. So really, I was pretty helpless, but all I could do was um, I made up a short prayer that I would say every night before going to sleep to know the name of my Lord and God and Master itself to himself. And a year after that first experience, I went to sleep. I thought I was woken by a hand, gently on my shoulder, and led to a room and left alone with the most beautiful young woman I could ever imagine. And I knew without being told that it was the Blessed Virgin Mary. And, uh, the first thing she said to me was she offered to answer any questions I might have for her. So I asked her maybe seven or eight questions, which she graciously answered. And, um, then she spoke to me for perhaps another 20 minutes or so. And, uh, then the audience was ended and I went back to sleep. Well, let me say something. This, I, my body was asleep throughout this experience. My body was asleep in bed. Um, no, I experienced this as though I was awake, but I know that I was physically still my body was sleeping but but anyway I, I in my in my perception of it so to speak in my subjective experience I went back to sleep and the next morning when I woke up I knew that it had been Christ in that first wow. experience
1: so and I knew that I
0: wanted to be as fully and completely a uh, Christian as possible end of story
1: so let me ask you this do you think it was important that Mary because you, you said that you One of the conversations you had with one person I listened to, you were talking about if it had been Jesus right off the bat, you would have been more inclined, because of your Jewish upbringing, to be more hesitant than to follow him fully. So it was a blessing that the Blessed Mother showed up to...
0: God usually does things the right way. He usually knows what he's doing.
1: Okay, great. So um, since you've been doing that, you've been talking about Traveling around, doing pilgrimages with people and helping people to understand better the relationship between Catholicism and Judaism. Can you talk about the adventures you've had in doing the pilgrimages and talk about the Catholicism is post-Messianic and the Judaism is pre-Messianic Catholicism? I love that whole statement. Can you expound on that? Salvation. Look, when I, when I entered the
0: Catholic Church, and it took me a little while, not too long to, you know, figure out that the catholic church was where god is so to speak was really the the heart of everything i was very puzzled when cradle catholics would essentially turn to me and say welcome to our church because it seemed to me that if the catholic church was what it claimed to be it was the continuation of judaism after the coming of the jewish messiah and it should be me turning to them and saying welcome to my Mm
1: -hmm. church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: it's one story it's one plan of salvation from the Garden of Eden until the Second Coming. And the first phase, which we know of as Judaism, was to prepare the way for the incarnation of God as man. And the second phase, which we know of as the Catholic Church, was to spread the fruits of that incarnation, so to speak, throughout all of humanity. And that's the Catholic Church. So it's they're not too just. Um, what's the right way they're not two genuinely separate religions they're two phases of the same yes, plan of salvation
1: exactly. yes you said that perfectly you said that per- thank you so much for saying that tell me what you're doing now uh, in terms of your pilgrimages i know with covid we had to cut things off we started that up again and co-hosting with uh the likes of steve ray and scott Hahn.
0: i did i actually did um I did uh, animate a pilgrimage along with Steve Ray to oh, Israel a couple of years ago. Yeah.
1: That would yeah. be, I would have wished I'd have seen that. That would have been wonderful. So, are you planning on doing that again? No. So, listen, I know your time is of the essence. Um, Tell me what you're doing next, what you're planning on doing with the next uh, 12 to 24 months. And
0: I, tell I a little bit a, about
1: your website.
0: I have a daily live stream, which is oh. one of the reasons why I'm, I can't stay on Phil all that long. Yeah. Um, I have a. Uh, uh, pretty much every day. I might miss about one day a week. I do a, a Divine Mercy Chaplet and a Rosary, and then right. I talk for about, it depends, but anywhere between, you know, 20 minutes and two hours, depending. Is that and,
1: on, YouTube? Um, it's it's on, on YouTube? It's on
0: Well, it's on YouTube. It, yeah, it's on
1: YouTube. What time do you do this podcast?
0: Uh, well, it's a live stream first of all. So oh. it's 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 uh, saved as a podcast, so to speak, but it's live. So I can interact with the people who are watching.
1: Great.
0: Yeah, no, that's really nice. Uh, it's by chat stream, but still it's very nice. Um, but it varies. It varies. Um, it's usually either 1.30 in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon, but every so often it has to be, you know, late morning or something.
1: Well, is there anything else you'd like to chat about real quickly and give me your contact information? I'd love to send people your way because you've got such an intriguing story. First of all,
0: my name is Roy, R-O-Y. My last name is Shoman, S-C-H-O-E-M-A-N. I have a website called SalvationIsFromTheJews.com. I have uh, two blogs, one blog.SalvationIsFromTheJews.com. That's the spiritual stuff and um i have a ra- i have a weekly radio show on radio maria saturday afternoons uh 3 to 4 p.m. eastern time that's live that's good. it's a call in show too so again oh okay. great yep uh, i guess that's all that all that comes to mind i have tons and tons since i i no longer well this started up again but you know for a year i didn't have any um you know live conferences or retreats or you know things like that because all of that shut down. So I started putting a lot of material up on um, on my YouTube channel. So I have a lot of series. They're like, uh,
1: well, you I don't do know want to talk. What is Judaism, right? Which yeah, I've that's watching. like twelve. Great.
0: That's like twelve episodes that are about two hours each.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm only about three, in, but I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this is really good.
0: Yeah, it goes because it, it's over four thousand years. <laughs> <So anyway.
1: laughs> it might take a couple of hours, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. I have one called uh, Science and Faith, which goes into um, all of the physical proofs for the Catholic faith, and it basically debunks the materialism that we're subjected to.
1: Thank you so much for doing that. You know how many times I get, well, if you're faith then you can't, if you're religious, you can't believe in science. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? There's been science throughout the whole uh, history of, uh, of the Catholic religion.
0: Yeah, but, but there's a lot of fake science too. For instance, a lot of fake science around the, around the Shroud of Turin, right? Everything that tries to debunk it is totally fake science. Um, and uh, evolution is totally fake science. I know that most people listening to this are going to think I have three heads for saying that, but look at the first three episodes of the Science and Faith series. There and I'm I'm not talking about theologically, I'm talking about scientifically. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, evolution does not work. By the rules of science, by simply rationally examining it, evolution cannot possibly be true. And when you corner an evolutionist about this, and I, I have some of this, you know, on the on the um series because it's it's video, so you know, you I've got clips of people saying this. If you corner an evolutionary biologist and point out all of the uh, built-in fallacies in evolution, their response will be, yes, there are a lot of things we don't understand yet, but it must be true because the only alternative is God, and that can't be true.
1: Well, I know exactly where I'm going as soon as we hang up. So Roy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Again, your website is called com. And all of your information is there. It's like a portal to everything that you've ever done, almost, right?
0: After my conversion, <laughs> not before. Yeah, after, well,
1: that's true. After your <laughs> well, thanks again for everything. You take care. Sure, of yourself. Thanks for blessed what day. you do. Too. Thanks, all right, bye. Many thanks again to Roy for taking the time to chat with me. I know he's a very, very busy man, so I'm, I'm hoping you really, really enjoyed his talk. And feel free to visit his website, salvationisfromthejews.com. dot com. And next week, we'll be talking to a gentleman by the name of Arthur Boyle, who has a fascinating story about being saved and and cured of a disease that he only has six months to live, the doctors have told him. So, again, thanks a lot for everything. And until next week, my virtual family, be blessed.